You're listening to Racing HQ with Luke Marlow on Sky Sports Radio. Yeah, welcome back everyone to the show. Big thanks to Cat Ernst there with Going Greyhounds. We're now going to do our country focus and uh, we're talking all things country racing in this segment uh, every week on a Tuesday and today our focus will be on the Nara and the South Coast area. Quite topical because uh, Maruya has their country championships qualifier on Sunday and Dave Stanley will be down there Thursday giving that uh, meeting its focus and chatting to a lot of people in and around the club. But right now we're going to have a chat to uh, Paul Weeks, who's the CEO down there at Nara of the Racing Club. Paul, good morning to you. Oh, good morning, Luke. Thanks for having me on this morning. Uh, it's a pleasure, mate. Uh, nice to speak to you. It's been a, a busy 12 months and even uh, beyond that for the club and all race clubs post-COVID and you guys battled... Uh, bushfires etc down there and then you've had your, your renovation of the the jockeys rooms down there and also that upstairs facility that you've got how would you sum up the last couple of years down there at Narapool? oh look i've been here for just over three years and I, look it's been challenging but certainly enjoyable like as you said you know we've had we've had bushfires we've had meetings lost through wet weather including a couple of championship heats we've we've had covid but we're certainly coming out the other side of it now and you know, I feel that there's a you know good de- good degree of optimism, um, not only at the club but around the region here. Uh, as you said, the, there's been plenty of things happening here with the upgrade of the jockeys' rooms and the facility. Uh, we've just done a recent uh, scarifying renovation on the track. So, um, look, I think things are headed in the right direction at Nara. No doubt April 9, which is your Easter Sunday race day, will be uh, a big day. And I think race clubs play a very important part in local communities, particularly country race clubs, because that'll be a, a lovely family day where people can get out there and just disconnect from their daily lives and enjoy a good day of racing in that uh, beautiful sunshine, we hope, down there at Nara. Yeah, that's right. Look, Easter Sunday is always a good day down here, you know, particularly if we get a nice day weather-wise. As you said, there's a promotion towards attracting families. We've got, you know, activities for kids on the day. We've got, you know, Easter Bunny giving out um, Easter eggs to the kids um, and yeah traditionally if we do get a nice day weather wise we do get a lot of you know good attendance it's a you know good day to get out here um, you know we have a lot of people down here for the you know the, the surrounds for, for holiday making and stuff, stuff for the weekend so yeah it's a good opportunity to bring the family along it's still a little while off and we're certainly looking forward to it but uh, preps are ongoing as we speak. Mate, uh, what's it like uh, living down there on the south coast, the town as a whole? Oh, look, I was oh, wrapped to, you know, move down this way. Um, you know, there's plenty of things to do you know, when we're not racing. Certainly on weekends, you can get out. Um, you know, it's a bit of a hub to beaches or Kangaroo Valley. Um, you know, if you're into fishing or boating or that sort of stuff, really outdoory sort of stuff. So, you know, it's been a good I suppose, tree change or sea change for myself and the family to get out of Sydney and move down here. So, yeah, look, I think country living um, is, is, you know, it's not for everyone, but I'd recommend it. What do you like the most about it? Um, look, I think just the fact that, you know, having lived in Sydney for, for quite a while, getting away from the hustle and bustle, you know, I was going to say the traffic, but um, I'd suggest at the moment the traffic coming in and out of Nowra because of the bridge works is probably similar to Parramatta Road. So, um, you haven't, we haven't had a win there, but I just think this, the more laid-back lifestyle, um, I certainly enjoy the role here at the club. Um, you know, I get to run my own race, plenty of sort of diverse um, activities that I can get involved in. Like today, for example, you've just dragged me away from a paintbrush. 
So, oh. you know, while we're not, you know, racing and we've got a little bit of downtime, we, we tend to, you know, do a bit of maintenance around the joint. Uh, we're giving the front entrance a bit of a makeover at the moment. So whilst, you know, we might not be racing for a while, there's still, you know, plenty of things to do. That's the thing people don't understand. It's not just, um, you know, race the meeting gets programmed, people turn up and you race. There's so much that goes on behind the scenes, isn't there? Yeah, look, we sort of pride ourselves. You've been down here. We pride ourselves on presentation of the of the track and of the facility. So there's always some, you know, and I like to get out and help the ground staff. Um, having spent, you know, pretty much all my life in an office, um, it's refreshing to get out and, you know, help them on, you know, mow and, you know, paint and, you know, build things. So, you know, I'm not God's gift to maintenance, but I, I like to have a crack um, and, and give them a hand when I can. So what's getting painted today, Paul? Um, the, the front entrance gates. It's been a bit tired. Um, it's probably one thing that we've, we've not put off, but we've had a, less of a priority than other things. So the, the main entrance gate's getting a lick of paint, some new signage. Um, we're going to you know, fix up the plants and just make it a bit more presentable when people first arrive, arrive at the track when they get here. It's, you know, it's the first thing people see. Um, and, you know, the, the, the course itself and the facility is great but you know that we've just sort of identified the front entrance has been a bit in need of some tlc yeah terrific mate one thing i noticed about when i come down there to to nara for a day at the race is just the friendliness of not only yourself but all of your staff all the people who work there uh the participants i think everyone usually turns up in a good mood because i know you've got a few roadworks going on there at the moment but the drive down to sydney is so good now um with all the new highways you you barely you could do it in nearly over two hours or, or less even if you live in the southern parts of Sydney. So that's one thing that sticks out to me is just the friendliness of everybody involved in the club. Oh, thanks for that. Well, look, we all really enjoy our our roles here. Um, you know, we're we're racing people. We enjoy putting on a show. We enjoy you know talking to other racing people. Um, so look, it, I think it just reflects on. You know the, the background that we've all had in racing, the fact that it's, it's our, not only our job, it's it's a passion for us, um, and you know we enjoy putting on race days and mingling with crowds and you know talking to participants and bookmakers and whatever else. So um, it's a bit of a labour of love for me, and I pretty much could say that for the other staff here too and the board. You know we've got a board that's uh, very affable. Um, you know they like to make people welcome. Um, when they're down here, um, and I think, look, that's not just us. Look, that's common across, I think, most race country race courses. We're chatting to Paul Weeks this morning, the CEO of the Shoalhaven City Turf Club down there in Nara. You touched on the racing background of your staff there, Paul, and the board. What about for yourself? What's your background? Um, pretty much all racing. Um, going back to look, I, I started life as a cadet accountant back in the late eighties, but. Yeah, you know, finished my degree, um, and then sort of got into racing beyond that. Spent um, oh, ten or eleven years at Magic Millions as a general manager. Um, following that, um, six or seven years at Racing New South Wales. Um, so yeah, and and you know, I've always enjoyed going to the races. Been an avid go- race goer even during the sort of times that uh, you know I wasn't involved with the industry. So uh, I suppose it's just one of those bugs you get, and mm. it's hard to get out of the system. It's hard to cure. What are you excited for in 2023 for the club down there? Oh, as I said, look, we're just sort of looking to build on some momentum that, that we've got coming out of COVID. Um, you know, we've, we've got a little break now towards Easter. So, look, obviously that's our 
next goal. But, you know, we've got some great meetings then coming into the spring with um, Greenwall Point Cup and then Molly Mook Cup and the Nowra Cup. So, you know, they continue to sort of build on themselves. Um, you know, like we've got a really good set of race dates. Um, you know, New Year's Eve is always a good day. So, look, I think, you know, once we get through Easter, it does sort of quieten off a little bit. But then we, you know, reset again for, you know, August and then into summer, spring into summer. Paul, pleasure talking to you. Really enjoyed the chat this morning on Sky Sports Radio and uh, good luck with those meetings coming up in the next weeks and months. Yeah, thank you. I'd just like to wish uh, Maria all the best for, for Sunday. Um, we'll be heading down there to support them. Um, you know, We held the country championships last year. It's a great event. Um, so yeah, all the best to them for, for Sunday and the, con- and the co- to connections involved in any of the runners. Very well said, Paul. Enjoy your day. Thanks, Luke. Bye. Paul Weeks there, the CEO of the Shoalhaven City Turf Club in Nowra. Get down to Canberra this March 11 to 13 for the Canberra Racing Carnival, the ideal trip away for friends, family and punters clubs, with three big events in three days across the Canberra Day Long Weekend. Featuring the Tab Canberra Cup Calcutta on Saturday, hosted by myself, Dave Stanley and Luke Marlowe. The 50th anniversary of the Black Oval Stakes on Sunday and the Tab Canberra Cup Race Day on the Monday. It's a special weekend of racing. Visit thoroughbredpark.com.au. There's a new place to get it all on tap. And it's in your pocket. The Tab app has live racing. Touchdowns. Downtowns. The beautiful game. Australia's biggest game. Our other biggest game. A bit of this. This. Oh, come on, ref. And this. For racing and sport on tap, download the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gamblers help 1-800-858-858. Today's Racing, brought to you by Tab. For racing on tap, download the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Call Gamblers help 1-800-858-858. Terry Robinson is a South Coast trainer down there in Shoalhaven Heads, which is east of Nowra, right on the coast. He's in a beautiful spot and... He's a wonderful trainer. He had uh, terrific success with Art Cadeau in 2021, winning the Kosciuszko, and the horse also won the country championships in uh, uh, going back a few years. He's a, a terrific horse, and Terry's a terrific trainer. He joins us on the program now for a chat. How are you, Terry? Good, Luke. Yes. Good to talk to you. Yes, mate. Mate, it is great to talk to you. Before we talk about uh, the region down there at the South Coast and your training, just cast your mind back to to Art Cadeau and qualifying him for that country championships in 2021 and then going on to win it. I mean, it's all on again, and I know you've had a lot of highlights with this horse, but that must be right up there. Oh, it certainly is, Luke. It's something, yeah, you know, any every country trainer would like to achieve and uh, uh, still get uh, still get a big buzz out of it, that's for sure, especially winning the Kosciuszko. It was a, Tell- a really big buzz. Yeah. That sure was, mate. And on the country championships, talk us through the day. Um, what were the emotions like in the morning of the race? Um, how was it when you arrived there? What what were you seeing in the mounting yard pre-race? Just give us a little bit of a snapshot of the day. Well, I'd, I'd had a pretty average week with the horse, to be honest. He, he hadn't done all that well, and we we had a few wishes going into the day, and I, to be honest, I was pretty nervous about the whole situation. Um, he'd had up the night before, and we were happy with him that the last couple of days so uh, he was favourite and I certainly uh, was I was was feeling a little bit of the pressure that's for sure but you know there's a lot of media attention and uh, it was nice to have a lot of support there my, all my family were there and 
you know, I certainly, uh, you know, I was feeling a bit of the pressure, I must say, more than I've, I've felt anything going into the, the heat. I was quite happy with him, but unfortunately things just didn't quite pan out early in the week uh, going into the final. But fortunately enough, uh, you know, things worked out good. He, he drew the right marble. Uh, Tommy wrote him a treaty. He jumped well enough. He won the lead, and uh, once he led well, you know, I was quite confident that he would perform, and he certainly got the job done. So it was a great relief, and uh, uh, certainly a, a great buzz. Uh, you certainly, mate. And yeah, sorry, go on. No, it was just fantastic, mate. Yeah, yeah. something you, you dream about. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, mate. And and you deserve it. The horse deserved it because he's a real trier. Is he back in work at the moment? Yes, unfortunately he pulled up lame after the, uh, last year's Kosciuszko and he's only been back in work for uh, 10 days or so. Um, and uh, look, we'll just see how he comes along. Uh, there's nothing serious, but he, he certainly, um, you know, his, his effort was a lot better than what it looked running fifth last year, pulling up lame and he ended up with a black eye. So uh, in retrospect, I'm, I'm pretty happy with him. Uh, things don't work out. You know, uh, in the next few months, we'll obviously uh, we'll, have, we'll leave him again for the Kosciuszko again this year. Yeah, absolutely. Mate, how long have you lived and trained down on the south coast? Well, look, my, my dad, you know, I've lived here all my life. My dad, obviously, is one of the legends of harness racing. And he had a, a great success in the thoroughbred industry as well, winning a couple of group races. So he had a really big stable uh Oh, about 25 years ago, we had a, a huge stable. Um, you know, he, he was winning the Kembla Premiership. He, he won, I think he won about 16 races in town one season. So, look, uh, you know, I've been involved with my father, you know, since I left school through the harness horses and, and also through the gallopers. So, you know, the area's been good to us. So, you know, we, uh, my dad trained around a little showground at uh, Berry Showground where he had all his success, but the main reason was mainly because he, he had the beach. Here's the beach, and uh, we find that was, um, uh, the, you know, a, a tremendous training tool that, uh, mm. you know, you can replicate anywhere else. So, And that um, with that, he achieved a lot of success in both, both codes. Uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, up around 25 years ago, we uh, lost the beach, and... We had to train all our horses at Nara, and uh, uh, well, the track wasn't the sand track. Unfortunately, was not up to scratch. My father spent a lot of money on it, doing it up. Uh, but um, you know, when we couldn't use the grass, we had to use the sand. Uh, unfortunately, we broke a lot of horses down. Our breakdown rate was uh, through the roof, and our vet ended up barring us from using it. So I haven't used the sand. Down, even though it's still the same today, unfortunately. Um, and uh, we haven't used sand since, and it did decimate Dad's... Um, he's stable for a long time. Um, when he passed away, unfortunately, the, the business was going very ordinary. But um, we've been able to kick on, and, uh, you know, fortunately enough, I've always had a, a horse that come along and give us a boost, and we're very fortunate to have Arcado come into the stable, that's for sure. No doubt about it. And what's the latest on the beach? Is that still inaccessible for you, or has that changed over the, over the time? Well, it's not exactly perfect. I do use it to uh, at times, but I've got to be very careful what I do. Um, uh, but you know, I'm still fortunate to still have it. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so look, um, 
Yeah, Shalaven heads into the beach is a good part. You know, we can still use it. So, unfortunately, the, the best part of the beach is up at Jaroa, and that can be a little bit difficult getting uh, getting on. But, uh, you know, uh, I've been very fortunate anyway. I, I don't have a big stable now. I, I can't uh, run a big stable because of that situation. Um, I think 14 is the maximum I have in work at any time. Most last year was very tough as it would have been tough on any trainer um, with the wet weather like, uh, my track was underwater um, you know uh, stables are underwater and you, I only had about eight in work at one stage because that's all I could, could cater for and um, it was a real struggle to work and we our track at now was closed a lot and we ended up having to travel to Kembla to gallop uh, fortunately enough uh, Michael Craig let us use the track, the poly up there is unreal so we're very fortunate we had something to use Otherwise, it would have been a real, you know, it was a real tough year last year. Mm. That's for a lot of trainers in the wet. No doubt, mate. Uh, away from racing, what do you love the most about the south coast of New South Wales? Well, it's a great area to live. You obviously travel down here to call the races, Luke, and, uh, you know, anywhere from, you know, once you, you know, get past around the Kiama Bends and look down over Gerard, Jeringong and, I live at Shalaven Heads now. It's a beautiful part of the world. Um, uh, so, you know, I think uh, I have, we're fortunate enough we own our own property. We're on 12 acres and uh, even um, I've got my own track. So I do have to travel to to swim. You know, we swim in the Shalaven River and that's an absolutely beautiful place to swim your horses and it's just good for everyone, I think. Mm. Some very of the beaches. Lucky. Some of the beaches down there are just spectacular too. I mean, Shoalhaven, I know the town and the heads itself. It, it's it's very uh, it's quite long, isn't it? Uh, the beach there. It's seven miles long, Luke. Yeah, so, yeah. It's a, it's certainly a, a nice stretch of beach, that's for sure. And it's just terrific, um, Terry. Pleasure speaking to you. Uh, it's been a wonderful career that you've had. I'm sure it's going to continue down in that area. We hope to see Art Cadeau back and. We're just excited that the South Coast gets put on centre stage this weekend with Maruya's qualifying race. Do you, do you think you'll have any runners there at Maruya? No, I won't. I'm having a quiet time at the moment. We're, we're going through a, a rebuilding stage. But, uh, yeah, I, I you know Maruya, I'm sure, will be a great day. It's a good track and uh, you know, it'll be good racing. And uh, I hope, uh, I wish all the trainers the, the best of luck. Thanks for your time today, Terry. Righto, mate. Cheers, Luke. There's Terry Robinson joining us on Sky Sports Radio. Wayne Pasterfield next. Sometimes the rabbitos are everything. Oh, that's high. And sometimes bungee jumping is everything. Oh, that's high. So, whenever footy is everything, get the footy you want with 11 Bunnies games exclusive to Fox League, available on KO. Get more on tap at your local with the Tap app. Share every race with your mates live. Plus exclusive in-venue markets and offers. And a bit of this. This too. This. Go, you good thing. And inevitably, this. For exclusive markets and offers on tap, use venue mode at your local on the Tab app. Gamble responsibly. Gamblers help 1-800-858-858. Sky Sports Radio's Racing HQ. Racing HQ. Everything you need for a winning day. Looking forward to chatting to Wayne Pasterfield now on the program. Some of you may know him as Tommy from Campbelltown as well, but uh, Wayne is a successful horse owner, lawyer, punter, and very well-known personality down there in Nara and the South Coast. He's on the line now. 
Feels weird calling you Wayne. Morning, Wayne. Morning, Luke. Oh, sorry, mate. I just went into uh, just went into <laughs> a former role then, mate. No, I think when I chatted to you this morning, mate, I was crook as a dog. I've just uh, I got food poisoning last night. That's one thing my wife certainly wasn't born with a gift for cooking. I mean, I always know when dinner's when dinner's ready, the smoke alarm goes off. So, uh, have you come good now, or how are you feeling? Pump a few electrolytes into me, or hydrolytes, whatever they're called, and uh, I'm sort of like about thirty percent. So, should be all right tomorrow to help out our good friend Tommy Berry. Yeah, mate, absolutely, and uh, I know that work continues with his uh, appeal. We'll keep our ears to the ground on what transpires mm. there, but there's no chance that Mrs. Tommy was trying to get rid of you, was there? Oh, there's every chance of that. I'd say <laughs> it's about a dollar four. Yes. <laughs> Talk to me about your love for horse racing. Oh, mate, uh, I had no hope, really. My my father was, um, was a, a punter, a hopeless punter, but a punter, and back in the day like a lot of people and I hear it on your on your uh, radio station a lot um, we, we were right into the trots I think everyone basically revolved their life around Harold Park when I lived in the Shire um, and then gradually moved sideways into racing and um, I've just been you know as as you would know it's either in your blood or it's not and it's certainly in my blood mate it's been in my blood since I was about 11 years old and we wouldn't have it any other way, would we? I mean, uh, huh? you're based down there in Nara now, and that club's only going from strength to strength, and this country championship has just been such a wonderful boost for the industry. And mm. We're bloody lucky, aren't we, to be involved in such a great game? Well, we are lucky, and the great man himself, Volandis, is a South Coast boy. Um, so hopefully we'll get him down to the club one day. I send him an invitation every time we're on, but he's... Uh, he hasn't been cited, but he's very busy. He's got about 15 or 16 jobs up there. You know what it's like. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. But no, mate, it is good. Paul, Paul's doing a terrific job. Lynn, before, Lynn Locke before him did a great job. And Paul, apart from being a manly supporter, he's done a terrific job uh, at Nara. You, you've seen yourself. I've been there with you a few times recently. And the improvements to the dining room, the viewing area, the deck out the back, uh, the caller's box, the jockey's room is just state-of-the-art now. It's... Uh, it's certainly going ahead in loops and bounds, and it's, it's as you said before, it's a really friendly atmosphere when we go there and race. It's changed enormously since I've started going there from about 2011 would have been the first time I went to Nara, and they have done a great job with the facilities, and that's largely thanks to um, a lot of funding too from Racing New South Wales. I think it's great that mm. they look after these country clubs, and the clubs kick up for it too, and they want the best for their area, but Nara itself has a rich history. We know that the first two Melbourne Cup wins was by a horse called Archer, and that's why the track is called Archer Park. You were telling mm. me off air the story about Archer, uh, yeah. and it's, it's sometimes misconstrued that he walked to Melbourne for the Cup, but that's not exactly the case. Oh, I, no, it's not, but I think before you get onto that, I mean, I just think the fact that um, the winner of the first two Melbourne Cups was trained at Nara has been lost on a lot of people. I think Racing New South Wales could probably do a little bit more to, to promote that fact in, in connection with the Shoalhaven because um, it's, it's a really big feat when you think about it, the winner of the first two Melbourne Cups being trained in the Nara region. He was actually pla trained at a place called Carrara, which was on the eastern side of the highway as you drive south. Um, and because of its, uh, and I think the race course was over that side too, at a place called Warragi, because of its proximity to the river, uh, the race course and the training facilities would get flooded out a lot. So they moved the race course over to the western side of the highway out near the army base where it is now. But um, so there was uh, a bit of mythology. And as you know, if you want to start a rumour, you just go to the racing industry, mate. It's full of rumours. But for years, there was a rumour that uh, Archer had walked uh, to Melbourne 
for the Cup from now. It's not exactly the case. He was actually taken by a barge to Greenwell Point and then put on a steamer and transferred to Sydney and then put on a ship to Port Melbourne and then walked to Flemington, um, which is still a good effort. When he retired, I was actually reading about it this morning after I spoke to you, he he retired to a place where he was born and bred at Exeter, which is in the Southern Highlands, um, uh, famous for being the home of the great uh, trotting trainer and driver Vic Frost. And uh, when he retired, he had to do that, catch the boat up to Sydney, and then he walked overland, as they called it, from Sydney to Exeter, which is about 153 miles. Um, yeah, so that's how he got to Melbourne for the first two Melbourne Cups. He won his first Melbourne Cup on the 7th of November in a time of 3 minutes and 52 seconds. And you wouldn't believe it, the next day he won a race uh, called the Melbourne Plate over two miles in exactly the same time on the 8th of November 1961. You just wouldn't read about it. Amazing. And he was trained by a man called Etienne de Mestre. His yeah. Melbourne Cup wins were 61 and 62, the first two runnings thereof. So it, mm. it's wonderful that the horse is recognised in some part with the, obviously, naming of the race course. But you're yeah. right. Uh, there, there could be a little bit more done to remind people of the feats of Archer and it was a little mm. bit different in those days how they raced them, didn't they? I mean, two days later, he, he's going around again, uh, and we know what Farlap did uh, on, in the Flemington yep. onslaught when he had four runs in a week. It was different days. Yeah. Exactly, and when he won the Cup the following year in 1862, um, he backed up two days later and won a mile race at Flemington. Um, uh, and uh, he's, you know, it was just wonderful. And as you talked about uh, the rich history of Nowra's connection with the Melbourne Cup, I think... Uh, there's been about five or six Melbourne Cup winners with a connection to Nara. Of course, Archer, uh, Arwan, who won in 1978, which is Nara spelt backwards. He was originally trained in Nara before it went off to George Hanlon in, in Melbourne. Uh, Just a Dash, which won the Cup in 1981, I think was ridden by Peter Cook. He had some connection to Nara, and there's been a couple of others whose names escape me. But um, it's it's just got a wonderful history and connection with racing down here and We've got Kembla Grange and Nowra and Maria and the Sapphire, Sapphire Coast all down uh, a line in the south coast, and they're all really good tracks. Uh, we've had a little bit of a problem at Nowra, of course, we're copping so much rain, it's just been unbelievable. But um, Megan, the track manager there, has done a terrific job. Um, she's got some wonderful staff there that work tirelessly, including my son. I wouldn't put him into the category of working tirelessly, but he works there nevertheless and collects a paycheck. Um, but Paul, Paul's, done, Paul's done a terrific job there. Mick Martin, the president of the club, and all the staff there and the board, uh, they do a terrific job. And the other thing that's good about um, the, the, the small clubs down here is uh, they cooperate with each other. Like I remember going back when I was on the board about 10 years ago, I think we had a problem with our barrier store, so Kimbler uh, lent us a set of their store. So the cooperation between the clubs, uh, when you think there would be a rivalry, um, in fact there's not. They do cooperate to help each other for the benefit of the game. That's wonderful. How the hell would you transport a set of barriers? You'd need a big truck or something, wouldn't you? Uh, mate, I'd, mate, when you talk about work, I get the shakes. I wouldn't have a clue. That's why I left the board. I remember my, my last Just get Archer to board. pull the barriers up down from Kemble. <laughs> Latch them on the back of Archer. He'll, he'll tow them down. <laughs> when I was on the board, the last time they asked me to do any work, I had to get I had to pull down all the analogue TVs and replace them with digital because the analogues were being phased out. And I remember I pulled one down in a Huntsman about eight foot long jumped out from behind a TV straight onto my shirt, and that was the last they saw of me. So uh, <laughs> it was straight out of the joint. <laughs> I wonder who got the bigger fright, the spider of you or you of the spider? <laughs> well, I think it's about, it's about even money, mate, yeah. yeah. Uh, the South Coast itself, you love the place, don't you, though? Uh, you've, you've raised your family down there, and um, yeah. it's a good part of the world. 
We were, like we left, in, my son was born in 2003. We were happily ensconced in the Sutherland Shire. I sort of went to, I went to Cronulla Primary School in Willoway High, right opposite Shark Park. When he was born, I didn't want to bring a kid up in Sydney. That's just personal reasons. And I didn't like, it took me a while to adjust down here because my business is still in um, Sutherland in the southern parts of Sydney. Uh, but the last 10 years I'm cured. And uh, as Terry said before, Terry Robbo, when he was on before, when you come around that last time a bend and you see Geringong and Jaroa laid out before you and the coastline, you just don't want to be anywhere else. That never gets old, uh, that that little part of the drive. I mean, if you're on your own, uh, I wouldn't encourage people to, to look too much uh, because there are a lot of bends. That's why it's called Kiama bends. But if you're in the passenger yeah. seat and you can just sit there and soak that up, it's um, quite cleansing. Uh, it's just a beautiful, beautiful part of the world, and that beautiful ocean. Yep. It, uh, it's it's hard to beat. Well, we um, like last Sunday. I want to just give you an example. In fact, the Sunday before that, we were just sitting around the house, minding our own business, and I just said, "Let's jump in the car. We'll go over to Shoalhaven Edge Pub, and we'll have lunch." Who do we bump into over there? The great Darren Flindell uh, oh. just walks in, immaculately attired as usual. He was with uh, Mark Levy, who's a star on a rival radio station. Uh, we did the same thing last week, and then one Friday, I, I just happened to have no work on them. My son didn't have any work on. We jumped in the car and headed out to Murray's Beach, which was which is the last beach on at the mouth of Jarvis Bay. Um, and if anyone can tell me there's a better beach in Australia than Murray's Beach, I'd be very, very surprised. It is just a beautiful and wonderful place. Yeah, outstanding, mate. Um, pleasure talking to you about the area and, and a, a little bit of a snapshot of Nowra itself. Um, looking forward to getting down, down there soon again and catching up. No problem, mate. Hopefully Easter Sunday. Uh, it should be a good day. I can't wait. Look forward to it. There's Wayne Pasterfield joining us for a bit of a chat about Nowra and the South Coast area. I hope you've enjoyed that last half an hour or so, or so on the program. We've spoken to Paul Weeks, the Nowra CEO, Terry Robinson and Tommy from Campbelltown alias Wayne Pasterfield on Sky Sports Radio. Coming up next, Helping Hand will go round the grounds. Bendigo, Gosford, Townsville, Manangle, Redcliffe, Murray Bridge, Launceston, Bulleye, Ipswich, all winners coming up on Sky